0: Whether we like it or not, the team ethic of sport is often subsumed by the notion of superstardom, icons who transcend their sport. When you think of basketball, it's not long before you think of Michael Jordan. In cricket, they still think about the wondrous ability of Sir Don Bradman, even though he hasn't played a test since 1948. In football, Di Stefano, Pushkas, Pele, Cruyff and Maradona all left indelible marks that will be there for decades to come. On Sunday... Paris Saint-Germain teammates Kylian Mbappe and Lionel Messi will line up against each other, one hoping to inspire France to win a second consecutive World Cup, one carrying the hopes of Argentina on his shoulders, just as he has for years. One will succeed, one will fail. I'm Kevin Hatchard and this is World Cup Only Better. Sterling effort from all of the tipsters on the show for the last few weeks. The ever-present Mark O'Hare with us once again. Mark France are the holders. They are the slight favourites here at 2.88. How do we approach this? Because it feels fairly even. Both teams inspired by stars, but they both have their weaknesses as well.
1: Yeah, they absolutely do. Um, I've not been overly impressed by either team, in all honesty, throughout this competition. But I guess we don't need to be hugely impressed by by what they do. It's about grinding your way to the final any way you possibly can. And you know, in terms of just betting, tournament
0: football, is that just how it works? I guess how many yeah. tournament winners were ever. Oh, all the way through it doesn't tend to work like that does it yeah
1: the best teams don't always win and um i think most people would suggest that brazil coming into this competition were the most complete of all teams and most expected to to have a, a long stint at this competition and france had their issues obviously missing their the first choice defenders uh, central midfielders um and then argentina came with great expectations but um were on the back foot immediately after that saudi game but uh yeah, I mean, they were second favourites coming into this competition, so I guess they were considered by the market to be the second best team. So, uh, And France were third favourites, so, you know, they're not too far behind. So we basically got two of the three best teams in the competition in the final, which is a good thing. Um, yeah, I mean, looking at this game, I did think France might be slightly shorter. Um, so I was contemplating backing France with a zero goal start on the Asian handicap. Um I've not, um, for a couple of reasons. And this isn't massively narrative-led, but um, it would be a, a remarkable fairy tale if, if Nilo Messi was able to, to cap his career with a World Cup triumph. And you know, I can't really imagine the pressure on his shoulders coming into this match. Because regardless of the, the hope and expectation of a nation, I think it's the pressure that he puts on himself. Um, that's his dream. It's always been his dream to lift the World Cup for Argentina. And I think in in terms of the minds of Argentinians, at least, um, he has to win this World Cup if it means he's going to uh, surpass Maradona, which is obviously a huge, huge incentive, uh, if anything. Um, I think that was a lovely video doing the rounds of the Argentine reporter, kind of lauding him for his efforts, uh, which, you know, saying that... Um, Regardless of the result, he's, he's really resonated with Argentinian people uh, for for his performances and the way he's carried himself throughout his career. Um, and yeah, it would be a, an amazing fairy tale, but um, he's playing like a man possessed. And I think when you've got two sides, you know, in terms of 11 side by side, I'd take France every day of the week, to be honest. Um, they have their own superhero in, in Kylian Mbappe. Um, but I think the way that uh, Messi's playing right now, he's almost a cheat code uh, despite his age, despite his, his weaning powers. He's still just remarkable. That performance in the final was, was just as good as he's ever been really. So um, it's hard to sort of dismiss Argentina because they got him in his team, him and their team. And I think that defense does worry me individually against Mbappe and Dembele, but um You've seen Weghorst cause some problems as well, but I think they were probably a bit shocked by that approach from the Dutch in that match, whereas they'll probably know what to expect from Giroud. So I suspect Argentina will sit a bit deeper than they normally tend to do, try and cut off that space in behind for Mbappe and and, uh, Dembele. And I have to say, I've been quite impressed uh, with Scaloni as well, with his different approaches and systems, depending on the opposition. You know, he matched the Dutch up with a three-man defence, fielded the extra midfielder against Croatia. I was critical of him and making so many changes after the Saudis match. But I think in the knockout matches, he's been, he's been superb. i showing real adaptability and versatility. Uh, you look at that midfield as well. They're just full of tigers and terriers as well. And I think, um, you know, I said it on Twitter, but when that eleven was announced against Croatia, there's just so many rascals in that team. So they might lack the pace and the athleticism of France, but they absolutely make up for it in sort of, you know, canniness and, and craftiness. And, uh, and, and there's not a liability to sort of blow up and lose their discipline. But uh, if they keep their emotions in check, I do think Argentina can take this game the distance, really. And um, you know, world cup finals do tend to be quite tight quite cagey contests uh, last world cup four years ago france winning 4-2 was a massive outlier uh, because since 1990 to 2014 the seven finals averaged just 1.14 goals. Four went to extra time. Three ended up goalless in 90 minutes. Six of seven went unders. Both teams cop both teams have scored cops just once. Six of seven were half-time draws. Uh, and even if you include the four-two France-Croatia game, the average goals per game over the last eight finals just increases to 1.75. So you can get 1.8 on under two and a quarter goals, um, which did stand out to me, actually. You need three goals or more to be uh, to see that bet bust. Otherwise, you're making profit just a half stakes if there's exactly two goals in that match. And also, too, um, there's 2.4 available on under 0.5 first half goals. The average time of the first goal across the last eight World Cup finals is the 41st minute. Um So there's two kind of goals-based wages there. Neither are going to be particularly enjoyable to cheer on, but um, I feel they represent reasonable value at least.
0: And you can see why Mark lost his job as the marketing manager for the World Cup final. Uh, Trader and tipster Emmett O'Keefe is in our team for the final. Emmet, Mark's right about Argentina, isn't he? They started slowly, Scaloni has made his adjustments as he's gone along and they've grown into the tournament.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I, I kind of, it's. I find this a very interesting kind of game to price in the sense that France had the better team if you picked a combined level. I think you might have Fran- seven French players, four Argentinians, something like that. But Argentina's numbers in the tournament are actually a bit, a fair bit better than France. Just specifically the defensive numbers. France have actually conceded over seven expected goals in the tournament compared to two point four seven for Argentina. Caveats there would be that Argentina didn't face a team on England's level, which probably did, which did, did, did contribute to that. And for all, I think France actually have improved defensively with the addition of Ibrahim Kanate, who was there. I think their outstanding player against Morocco. He's but, got to have
0: played his way into that final team, hasn't he? You'd think.
2: I would have thought. So I thought o- Pogba was a real liability against England in terms of some of the fails he was making. Just he looked, he looked very edgy and shaky, and he was
0: total um, panic, wasn't it? Absolutely. I've got to get the ball at all we're, times.
2: <laughs> yeah. Precisely. Whereas I think Kanata is the total opposite that he's really kind of kind of can beyond his years. He looks like, um, yeah, like I think if, if you're looking, if like if, 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 Liverpool, if Liverpool were trying to say who's our successor to Virgil van Dijk, the, the, it's hard to find yeah. a, better, a better option in European football than I think he's an outstanding talent. Um, but just the, the way France play, it's partly influenced by them kind of going ahead early but they tend to sit they they, they kind of sit very very deep and with when it and because mbappe, doesn't really want to defend. Even when he comes back, he's a bit passive defensively. Teams can really actually play through them. Morocco actually played some really kind of nice triangles down, down their right-hand side. And I think if, if Morocco had a bit more of a cutting edge up top, I think they they, 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 they they could easily have had a couple of goals. So just if I'd be worried, say, if, if you're a France backer and they go up and they win 1-0 and they sit back, I don't think you want to set back against Argentina just with obviously Messi, Alvarez and just and some of the players they have. So I'm I'm kind of, I think France, I think, this is, I think this is a very hard game to call. But I think while France have the better, have the better talent, Argentina look a bit more solid and a bit, and a, and a, and a, bit, and a bit, and a bit more well-organized. And I can see why this is very close to 50-50 in, 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 in kind of, in terms of the draw no bet. Yeah. So like the. The bet, the bets I have mainly been the kind of the props markets. Like the first one would be Julian, Julian Alvarez to score first. He's averaging. He's at around. He's around 9.0 He's averaging more shots on target than the Lionel Messi since he's play, since since he since he was he's he's got in the team ahead of Lautaro Martinez. His non penalty expected goals a lot higher than Messi. And if you go back to South and obviously this is a small sample size of of um, of a few matches in the World Cup, but if you go back to South American qualifying, Lautaro Martinez had the identical goal t- total to Messi. So for a consistent period, this team has facilitated a high number of goals. For the striker. Another bet I like if you want to back Martinez would be him to have two or more shots on target and to score in a bet builder. That's around seven to one. So I think there's a couple of good, kind of Alvarez based options. Um, I think we'll see some unbelievably cynical tactics from Argentina as well in terms of nullifying Mbappe. I was just looking back to the Copa America final when they played Brazil. Neymar was fouled five times in that game. I I, I think think Argentina, we're going to see, I think we might see five or six fouls again on Messi with them, kind of splitting it up with players like De Paul, Romero, all taking turns. And I think as well, if you look at some of the refereeing in this tournament, it's been kind of Premier League, let it flow refereeing. In some cases, taken to absolute extremes. We saw some bad tackles going in Mbappe bay last night by Morocco, not punished. Abravats
0: was extraordinary, incredible.
2: Like it was, it was kind of a kind of a, a, kind of a, a out of control lunge, and referee was like play away. And yeah. I think, <laughs> I, I think if you look at the the Brazilian referee who refereed the England France game again, there was a number of fails on Bacayo Saka and kind of the tricky wide players that it weren't given so I think I think Argentina will will exploit that to the maximum in terms of the Argentina kind of Fouls and cards, markets if, if he starts, the player I really like is um, Acuna. He's had, se- yeah. <laughs> I wondered like- how long it. Be oh yeah, exactly. I've probably I've probably got a helicopter of, of lads here. He's had seven fouls in in his two in his in his uh, two starts, and he's up against Osman to who's an outstanding dribbler. Um, he's eleven to four for a card. This is a player who's like be consistently a, a really highly carded player in in La Liga, and yeah, and he's already served a suspension in the tournament. And if you want to have maybe a slightly bigger price. Uh, Cunha 2 plus fouls and to be carded is around 4-1 I think that's, that's a bet and last lastly I, if you're looking at the shots on target markets so I've given you a few options for a bet builder here Adrian Rabio, if he starts is at 3 shots on target and his 4 starts he's in good goal scoring form Juventus this season and he's 5-2 to two for a shot on target I think that's a small bit of value as well
0: yeah, Marcos Acuna with a streak of blood across that famed blue and white shirt. Dembele cradling his severed leg while the referee goes, play on. Wonderful <laughs> stuff. Um, the numbers always bow towards compiler Mark Stinch. Can We found that during our time together. Stinch, one of the things that Emmett's touched on it and, and Mark as well, one of the things I'm really interested in tactically here. Nahuel well, Molina, I think, has been great at right back for Argentina. He's got that ability to drive forward. We saw with the Alvarez goal, it was his run that kind of discombobulated that Croatian defence. We saw him score that excellent goal from the Messi reverse pass against the Netherlands. And Bappe just doesn't defend. And Teo Hernandez can't really defend. He wants to, but he can't. So Molina's going to cause them all kinds of problems, isn't
3: he? I think Deschamps might... Ask Mbappe to track back a little bit more. I think, without being too disrespectful, and the odds will kind of back me up here, you know, Argentina are a much better team than Morocco. So I think perhaps part of Deschamps' game plan, and it did look as though there was potential there, especially going 1 0 up, that Mbappe did have a lot of chances. Yeah, to start a counter-attack or at least be part of a counter-attack and literally get that second goal in the game one. And then, you know, you could say, all right, Mbappe, I need you to track back. Or as he did, he, he put Marcus Turam on there instead. So I do I do think uh, Mbappe will go with his man. It's the World Cup final. I don't think they can afford to, to play in in that sense. But I do think that probably Argentina will set up in a sort of a four-four-one-one 4 one with the, the two midfielders that are on the flanks not actually being natural wide men. Um, so that probably mean that they'll come inside. So maybe it would just be Montiel versus, versus Tio Hernandez, which should be a great battle, really, because both, as you kind of mentioned, like l- really like to get forward. So um, I do think both will be um, proactive in terms of defence first. So uh, France is sort of four-two-three-one probably will be more like 4 with Griezmann playing as a central midfielder.
0: How good has so- he been, by the way? Absolutely incredible against Morocco
3: yeah um i don't know get... you're
0: not having that well yeah he has been i thought but... he was utterly tremendous
3: but he's like it, but it was morocco with france you know four to seven faves like i don't want to get you know amazingly <laughs> hard carried man to away.
0: Impress, well he's it's a, a small man to impress
3: it's a small sample size and and like the level <laughs> he was up against it's not fantastic and also i think it's a little bit embarrassing that Griezmann's having to come into his own penalty area to clear balls like there should be what uh, seven other people before him that should be doing that job so yeah i mean if you're coming all the way that deep and morocco are actually pushing that many men forward then i don't think he, i don't think you've got to do a lot of work other than just clear the ball it's not going to mark anybody's but, it's, but it's especially and it, regardless like you know <laughs> he did a good job i'm doing it wrong. Yeah. he did a good job but he's not it's, it's not some world-class performance that that will that uh you know, I'd say they were four seven faves. Like, yeah, he did. He did a decent role, but yeah, I think he could have an impact here. Especially, he'll. I think he will play a bit deeper again. Um, I think what one thing to admire um having said all of that was his ability to get forward as much as he was stuck defensively i mean he made that first goal right with his movement coming yeah. in and out and that's what you needed to unpick that morocco defense which had been very uh, well organized but obviously as you mentioned with the changes they had to make maybe some of the players didn't quite know what their roles were and that is really where that the france can get at this argentina team um you know Mendy, Christian Romero are not world-class defenders. They are weaker than France's counterparts. And we have seen Scaloni play five at the back. Wouldn't think he'll start with five, but if they took the lead, for example, he might go to five and maybe then uh, Griezmann will get a bit more joy because they'll have one less, probably midfielder. Um, but I think, in terms of the odds, I think I think France should be stronger favourites. Um, you look at Argentina. They we, we talked on the podcast when they played Croatia. I think Argentina were eight to eleven. They actually ended up ended up going off evens. Now France drifted against both England and Morocco. Um, so you can understand maybe why it's moved to kind of like a 50-50 match. But I just think, I think France are, are slightly more stronger. So I, I quite like France, plus zero at zero, 1.96, essentially France draw no bet. Um, I think they're less reliant on the one player. I do think Argentina are heavily, heavily reliant on on Messi, of course. I think Didier Deschamps is a lot more experienced coach than Lionel Scaloni. Obviously, uh, he's been there uh, before 2014. Um, You look at the fact that Messi scored five of Argentina's 12 goals at 42%, um, with three of those as penalties. And then you look at in terms of Argentina have had seven goals assisted and three of those have come from him, which is, again... uh, above 40%. Uh, and you look at in terms of France with Mbappe, all of his goals have come from open play and his five account for, for less than 40% of France's goals and whilst 11 of the goals assisted, only two have come from him. You see that Griezmann, Dembele, Teo Hernandez have all got multiple assists whereas no one from Argentina have more than one. So I think France do have more threats and are stronger defensively which is why I do think that they deserve to be stronger favourites. Um, in terms of the side it's quite excited really. Um, I think there's quite a lot of nice bets available. Um, obviously, the two players, star players on show are Messi and Mbappe. So I had a look at some bets involving them. Uh, you can get four to five on them both to have a, a one shot on target. I think that's quite nice. Messi's averaging 2.3 per game and Mbappe 1.8. Um, if you want to be a bit more adventurous, it's 11 to 2 for two or more shots on target. Um, if you want to uh, uh, remove the on target part of that, uh, you get seven to two on both to have four or more shots and that's quite a lot, but Messi's averaging 4.5 per game and Bappe 4.2. I prefer the on target angle because I feel if one of them takes the lead, they'll probably sit back and which will reduce the amount of times they probably go forward and have shots. So I think the on target angle is, is better. Um now, I think that we come to the best part, which is fouls and yellow cards. Maybe Yay! not yellow cards, but certainly <laughs> certainly fouls. Uh, Messi to commit a foul is 8-11. to 11. I think that's quite nice. He's conceded 1.3 per game, and it's likely he's going to find himself dropping deep. And I think Griezmann and Tushimani uh, will be the players that he'll probably be uh, involved with. And both of those are being fouled over uh, 1.3 times per game. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised to see, see Messi to pick up a foul. Um, I think probably my favorite bet in terms of the side bets is Argentina most cards at seven to five. Absolutely shocked that France are faves at six to five. I think regardless of game state, Argentina are the ones that are more likely to to lose their heads if if it, if it does so happen if they're winning they'll look to protect the lead if they're losing I think they'll get upset and, and you know cry about it essentially you look at the tournament as a whole Argentina picked up twelve cards France picked up five and I know it's a long time ago uh, when they when they met in two thousand and eighteen but after an hour the score was 2-2 argentina were 4-0 up on cards so even even <laughs> in even in a even in the tight game you know they were the ones that were collecting the cards we know it's not been a card heavy tournament but yeah i definitely have uh, argentina favorites in in this market so I quite like that uh, and then in terms of player cards i was watching when i was watching uh the Croatia game um, and Argentina, obviously, were just seeding possession in the second half with with their lead. Um, and I saw Otamendi pick up a, a very cheap yellow card. I was looking at it and thinking, well, I know Acuna probably will, is going to come in at left back. And I know Romero's not afraid of a yellow card either. So I was thinking... Probably quite tempted to back all three of those in in some shape or form. And actual fact, you look at the last time they met in 2018, three of the back four were booked and it was the left back and the two centre backs. On that occasion, it was Tagliafico, Marcus Rojo and Otamendi. Now, at right back, obviously, Montiel will be up against Mbappe, but he's not really a, a serial car defender uh Montiel so I'd rather look at the sort of Acuna Romero Otamendi. Otamendi is shorter than two to one so I'm kind of happy to, to leave him but I do like Romero and Acuna together in a double uh, around about 11 to one. Uh, Romero's five yellow cards in 12 World Cup matches and qualifiers and Emmett already touched on Acuna but in terms of competitive matches for Argentina he's got 10 yellows in 23 competitive games and to quote Marco O'Hare he is an idiot. <laughs> yes i remember that uh
0: that that rare uh diatribe from mark there that was great fun uh the dashing doctor of data himself jake oscarthorpe from Infogol, has been spray painting the xg robots gold in preparation for the final what's the data been telling you about these two jake
4: um well they really liked argentina um i think Emmett touched on it the fact that they defensively they've been pretty sensational at this world cup um not really been tested to the same uh, extent as what France have, probably. But the fact they've just they've allowed 0.4 expected goals against per game as an average, which is pretty staggering, to be honest, and kind of goes with what we expected pre tournament. You know, that Copa America win, uh, the long and beaten run was built on the back of a solid foundations. And um, effectively, that's what they've been doing at this tournament is they've been trying to be hard to beat and, uh, and win matches in moments, um, which is, you know, easier to do when you have someone like Lionel Messi. To to re- rely upon and um, and call upon and to the same extent France have done very similar as well um, you know I, I didn't think they were great against England in the in the quarters um, I didn't think they were great against Morocco but they you know they had a couple of moments in each game and they they took, made the most of it um, and I, I think that's something that they've done for quite a while now in these major tournaments I think they did that in the uh, 2018 as well I don't I, you know they were good but I, I don't think they were Ever in a, in a place where they completely blew teams away, and it was like, oh wow, this is a serious team. It was more just picking the right moments and and making the most of them. Um, and yeah, they've had, I'd say, apart from England, they've probably had a kind of similar schedules that really haven't been tested apart from that uh, that France England game. So this, this is this is really the 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 biggest test both are going to have had. And, and like Mark said, you've got two of the. The um, pre-tournament favourites going head to head in the in, in final. It should be it should be a cracking game. I'm I'm th- I'm leaning more towards Argentina um, uh, to win the whole thing just purely because of um, well, there's the Messi factor, which obviously helps. But I do think the way in which they're they're set up defensively. I know that they, in, individually they're perhaps not the best. Um, you probably won't take the likes of Otamendi or Romero for your team, but. They, they are more than some of the parts. Um, you know, they, they play in that really compact, that, that dogged manner. They're really, you know, they're tenacious in every everything that they do. Um, I, I think France will have a few problems trying to create chances. And, and we've seen actually in the knockout rounds that they have struggled um to carve out opportunities. You know, they, they France racked up you know 4.6 expected goals against Australia, nearly three expected goals against Denmark. And it went pretty quiet, like against Tunisia, obviously they made loads of changes. Poland, um, you know, Mbappe, absolute magic to score two, but they they only racked up one point two five expected goals on that occasion against England, just one point four one expected goals, and and two, you know, I think it was uh, over one expected goal came from Giroud, the chance before um, the goal and the goal itself. Um, So they they have they haven't really been consistent for a full ninety minutes, France, Um, and it's in the knockout rounds. They've generally been. Winning games on uh, 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 thanks to fine margins going their way. Um, I think they also. I, I don't know if Emmett Emmett will probably be able to tell us, but is it is it being factored in that the you know that the amount of the Argentinian um, like the crowd is going to be majority Argentinian fans? That like, do, do you give them a small home field advantage lift for that, even though it's a neutral venue?
2: Yeah, it's it's a very good question. It's kind of a hard thing to quantify and something we kind of struggle with. Um, I was actually trying to price up the 2026 World Cup for the weekend. You're trying to weigh up how how short USA should be based on that. I'd say standard home advantages worth probably 0.3 of an expected goal. It worth 0.3 of a goal with Argentina at the weekend, I'd say. Might be worth point one of a goal, like, but again, in these and like in such a tight game, the talent, the talent is 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 so tight. Even that point one, that that that, that point one of an edge is is uh, is huge. So I think it's, it's it's definitely something worth mentioning.
4: Yeah, so that, that that that's another reason that I'm sort of leaning towards Argentina. It's the you know the the the, the, the storyline would be sensational, wouldn't it, if Messi won it? Um, I think equally if Mbappe won it, the fact that he'd won two World Cups before he's 23 years old would be yeah. pretty ridiculous. Amazing. Um, but, yeah, I, I'm leaning towards Argentina based off that defensive process. And I just think that they'll be able to cause France down that, that or down France's left hand side. I think that's a real, real problem area. Um, it was something England targeted in that game. Uh, obviously, Saka had an absolute field day against Theo Hernandez for most of the game. And I think Messi likes drifting into that right channel and making things happen. We saw the obviously the third goal against Croatia came from him picking the ball up and just driving down that right hand side. Um, and if Mbappe doesn't track back, then all of a sudden you, you might end up with a, a bit of an overload on that side and Theo Hernandez could get caught out. Um, I like him for a card, 11-5. to five. I think he's, he's more than reckless at times in some of his challenging and his de- decision making. We saw that for the uh, the penalty didn't we, against England.
0: That's one of my um, favourite moments of the tournament. I've never seen panic embodied in such a clear way. He was just all <laughs> over the shop and just, ah, I've got to push him over. Yeah, It was terrible.
4: Yeah, his his reaction afterwards was brilliant. He was like, "Oh, I barely touched him." Yeah, shoulder yeah. to shoulder. F. Okay, right. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that 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 for me is a real problem area. The the other bet that I probably like the most um I'll be backing quite heavily is uh, Stinch touched on it a little bit there in terms of the player shots on target. Just messy to have two shots on target in the game. You're getting five to four. Like I just think that's massive price because you know whatever the game state is, if if Argentina take the lead early you know even against um croatia when they were 1-0 to look they were still breaking free um uh, you know playing transitions really really well and, and messi generally leads that and gets into into shooting positions and i think it's 2.3 shots on target he's average at this world cup per game which um you know all he has to do is match that to, for this bet to win and i think that france um i've mentioned about argentina's defense france's defense has been it's been hit and miss but what what they have done recently is in the knockouts is they've conceded a lot of shots which um uh, adds confidence to to this bet you know against um against Morocco they conceded 13 shots um against England it was 16 shots against Poland it was 12 shots so you can expect Argentina to pr- probably get around that figure at least double double digits and um and if that's the case um our person would be expecting messi to be at least 40% of those shots and Um, you know, given, given the one that is his left foot, getting a couple of those on target would be, um, you know, very reasonable.
0: Yeah, on free kicks, on penalties
4: as well. This football
0: season, get a helping hand with Betfair's popular bet builder. Easily add our most popular or fan favourite football selections to your bet slip in just one tap. T's and C's in the description. 18 plus, see gambleaware.org. So let's put together a little bet builder for you before we leave. Loads of options that the guys have already mentioned. Emmett, I'll start with you to hurl one in.
2: Yeah, it's 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 t- it's tough to pick just one. I think uh, we'll go with the the idiot to start us off, Marcus yes. Cunha, Marcus fuss <laughs> two fouls. I think that's 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 kind of that that looks like banker material.
0: So Marco has favourite player, Marcus Cunha, to have at least two fouls in the game. Uh, Stinch.
3: I'm going to go for Argentina most cards at seven to five. I think they should be favourites here. I don't, I'm not. I don't understand France being six to five favourites. I um, always
0: ya. like it when Stinch is so excited about a bet, I can just feel it from here. Uh, Marco O'Hare.
3: Well, the guy's already touched on fouls and
1: cards pretty extensively, so I'll leave that alone. The one that I looked at, um, which hasn't got a price at the minute, but um, would be good for a bet builder, Nicholas Otamendi in the passing markets. Um, you might be able to get a reasonable price on him to have 70 or more attempted passes. Um, France's possession figures... In this competition, read uh, 62% against Australia, 48 versus Denmark, 66 versus Tunisia, 55 versus Poland, 43 versus England, and 39 against Morocco. So that's an average of 52%, but it drops well below 50% when you exclude Australia. And Tunisia now Otamendi's had 70 or more passes in five of six starts for argentina already this competition and had 90 or more in four of six he's averaging 79 passes per game um so i don't think it's a huge ask for him to hit 70 or more attempted passes as i say, i think uh they will sit deep and i think france haven't been the most uh, sort of high pressing team in this competition either judging by those possession stats
0: and jake take us home
4: i'll just go with the the messy shots on target um it's about i really like and i do i do think wherever the game state it's got a cracking chance of landing, given that effectively, as as Sting t- touched on earlier, um, Argentina are pretty much, you know, go as far as Messi carries them.
0: All sounds good to me. Good luck with that if that's what you go for. And that's all we have time for on this edition of World Cup Only Better and indeed our coverage uh, of the tournament. By the way, that is 10 to 10-1, that bet builder without the automatic Ottomendi passes angle. So uh, if you throw that in, obviously you'll have a bigger price. Please do remember to gamble responsibly. If you want the best tips and insight delivered straight to your inbox, you can still sign up for our World Cup newsletter at betting.betfair.com. There'll be loads of good preview content ahead of the final on betting.betfair.com as well. Thanks to everyone who's contributed to these World Cup shows, including Patrice Evra and Glenn Hoddle right at the start. Producers Jack and Kieran, all of the great tipsters we've had on the show. From Jake, from Mark, from Emmett, from Stinch and from me. Enjoy the final and it's goodbye Finn.